Hello and welcome everyone back to the Third Millennium Church podcast. Uh, with me today is uh, Monica Gary. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, we met Monica, I think, through the Third Millennium Church Facebook group, uh, kind of commenting yes. and being active on some of our posts. I like that because one of the things we said at the beginning is we wanted to have people from the Facebook group, kind of from our community, involved in our podcast. Um, so thank you so much for, for, for coming on to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, one of the uh, things that uh, what we'd like to know is kind of uh, uh, how you got involved in some of your social media ministry and uh, and how is it that uh, God has called you to do some of the, the mission work that you're working on? Sure. So I actually started uh, about eight years ago. Uh, we have six children now. We didn't have six children eight years ago, yeah. but we've been building our family. And I've been home with my kids. And so when I, I was saved as a child, but I fell away from the church and then I came back and I really felt this call to teaching and ministry. And it was right around the time I got baptized. It was a, a cool period, but I had such limitations on what I could do. And mm -hmm. I had an iPad and that's how it started. I just on Facebook, I started a prayer group. I was constantly talking about Christ and what he was doing in my life. And it hasn't changed since. It's just built. Um, only recently in the last year or so did I really start intentionally building like my Instagram account mm -hmm. um, and that platform there because I'm writing my testimony now. Um, but that's how it started was that was my window to do ministry. I've done other ministries and worked in the church a lot, but to really reach the outside world, anyone could see it. Mm -hmm. I could make it public. And that was my way of reaching people. So that's what I did. Yeah, I love that, right? So we all... Um, we all get encouraged from scripture and even from our local church to to serve and to be involved in ministry, to volunteer. And and you saw social media as an opportunity uh, to serve uh, your community. That community could be local, but it also could be you know global through the internet um, in a way that you could and using a tool um, that was available to you. I love that. I love that. That's a good example of uh, the benefits to the internet and to social media and uh and it's kind of, even though we see a lot of people do it, especially those of us who, who work in Instagram and trying to kind of trying to put out content, um, we see a lot of people do it, but it also feels really kind of new to be uh, serving uh, the kingdom through social media, through your own personal social media account. Uh, what are some of the, uh, some of the cool stories that, that you've, that you've had uh, since you've been doing this that have a good example of, um, of really God's calling there? Like I said, it's been like eight years now. So there's so much when you say that um, all these you know, memories come flooding in about all the cool things I've been able to do. Um, I've seen people be baptized. It's just, this is a great story. A friend of mine, I didn't know her in person. I knew her husband um, and her mother was in the hospital and that hospital, she didn't live in my area, but that hospital happened to be five minutes down the road from me. And when I saw that and she posted on Facebook, I had befriended her because I said, well, I'm friends with her husband. This is appropriate. Let me send her a friend request. And so that's how I knew her. I'd never met her in person. And I saw her mother was in the hospital. I said, can I come bring you coffee or something or some food? And she actually turned it down. Hmm. She said, no, I'm okay, you know, but I'm going to be here through the weekend and I'll be back every weekend or so to take care of my parents. 
So we met up later and she ended up coming to our church and becoming a believer and being baptized. And her father got baptized. Wow. Um, he was much, much older. And her mom was just bawling when that happened because, I mean, he was like in his 70s. And her mother had been waiting her entire life to see this. Mm -hmm. And so it was super cool. And that was just like one example of what I've seen God do through this. Just when you love people intentionally and social media is just another opportunity to do that, God will work in that. That's what he does. Yeah, right. That's awesome. Yeah, so one of the reasons um, why I wanted to have you on the show today was was really to inspire and encourage um, all of us to um, really utilize our, our time on social media uh, as ministry and being on mission for God. And, and I think that uh, that brings up, for the average person, um, some maybe some fear and some confusion. They, they thought social media was just to kill time or to waste time. Um, maybe all they use it for is to keep up with people in a different city they didn't, no longer are living in. And so for when, when we challenge people or encourage people to <laughs> use social media uh, for God's work, I think there's a lot of different uh, reasons why they're not willing to or they don't want to or they don't understand how to. What, what's some advice you would give um, to someone who isn't, who just uses social media for a time waster to, to stay connected with friends, how would you encourage them to begin to look at it differently as an actual place that they can kind of like you did uh, without, without any goals to build a huge platform necessarily, but how can they really use it to do ministry every day? Yeah, there's so much in that, what you just asked, like one time waster, like, like I said, I have six kids, <laughs> not just that, but like I'm working and I don't mean to go on a tangent here, but I'm, I'm doing childcare during the day. Yeah. You know, I'm, I've got other side hustles. I'm ministering to people. Like I just got off the phone with someone before I got on this call with you. Just call me out of the blue. This is going on. And, and I pastor people essentially. Yeah. Um, not everyone is doing that, but we all have so much going on in our lives. Like, I don't even know about the time wasting thing. Like, why are you wasting time? We have a limited amount, like commit your time to something that is worthwhile and go all in on that. That may mm. not be media, um, social media ministry for you. It is for me, um, among a few other things. So I also want to say, it's not for everyone. Mm -hmm. Not everyone. It's it's a calling. Like this right. is a ministry field now. I'm starting to realize that. Um, I've just been doing it because I love it. But understanding that, like you're going to be called into this, or you're not. But we are all called to support each other and to support the mission of Christ. And if this is where He's working then that's a really good question. How can people support um, something they're not going full in on, like building a platform or something like that? You can find people who you appreciate their content and you get something out of what they post. You know, if you scroll and you just like the thing, comment on it and share it too. Share it with other people in your network that they're going to be encouraged. They're going to be brought closer to Christ potentially just from that simple action. So it's not something you have to commit to full time, but spread the word. That's the great commission anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, that's good. You know, and I think that's, I think that's a real um, difficult thing for a lot of people to really understand um, what it means to serve Christ every day. Um, I, I've been in, involved in a lot of uh, different church ministries. And even years ago, I, I think I remember struggling, um, trying to communicate the value of like sharing the church's post. And it feels so silly now, like 
Like, you know, yeah. we're having an upcoming sermon series on marriage, you know, and, and, and we're sitting in a meeting and we're like, yeah, I, I really think that our church congregation will will uh, help invite the na- the community by sharing this post. And so, w- w- you know, without any, like, intentional going to ask someone, mm. we just expected, you know, at least, you know, 10 or 12 people will share this um, on their social media because this is their church and it's about marriage and maybe they have neighbors. And so then the post comes out and you get, like, two shares, one from, like, the worship pastor and one from like an elderly woman in the church. And you're like, I really thought, <laughs> yeah. I really thought that people would get onto the, like you said, the kind of the, the ministry aspect to it. And they would see that it may not fit all their posts on social media, but they would see that there's value in sharing that their local church is doing a, a series on marriage. But, but that doesn't, I that doesn't happen. I interjects real quick. Yeah. Well, I'm not really good at that. Like, okay. I gotta be honest, I'm, I'm not great at that. And it's not because I don't like my church. I love my church. I love the people at my church, but people are not drawn to branding. They're drawn to people. Mm-hmm. And that's why people brand themselves these days. Mm-hmm. So we're drawn to each other. We need community. There's such a shortage of that now. Um, and I'm sure we can talk a little bit about that towards the end of this, but people who come to my church that I invite, it's typically because I've built a relationship with them, not because I said, we're doing this really cool thing for Super Bowl Sunday, which right. our church always does. We have these big events and there's a lot of effort put mm-hmm. into them and they're super cool. We had like a donut wall last year. Like yeah. that's awesome. Or Easter. They're but... going to get invites to Easter and every church is going to have some yeah. killer branding for Easter. Absolutely. But every single time, your relationship with someone will go deeper than the impact of that branding flashing across their screen. Right. Every single time. If you reach out and they know you're going to come to the hospital and visit them, or you're just going to call or text and say, what's going on? I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. If there's someone from your church, because that happens too. We get in these bigger churches where there's a lot of branding and a lot of stuff getting pushed out and the wheels are turning and someone can leave for a month and no one knows that they're gone, sure. you know? So not just reaching people outside the church, but people in your church and effectively building those relationships and ministering to them. Social media is a way to do that. So yeah, we share stuff that um, would add value to someone's life, but we also want to be a person who adds value. Mm-hmm. You know, I see you're struggling. What's going on? How can I pray for you? Just asking because you never know. So just those simple things of just loving people well. And I mean, it seems ridiculous to have to discuss it, to be honest. Like I, <laughs> it's difficult for me because I'm like, do we really have to go over this again? Just love people. Like that's what Jesus did. That's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. It's not that hard. And if you're on social media, you can take Look, if all you do, because you're a scroller and that's all you do is you scroll and you like some stuff here and there. If all you do is go on two people's accounts a day that you know, doesn't even have to be the same people and just say, hey, I was thinking of you today and you're on my prayers or I'm, you know, whatever. Is there something that I can pray for you for? Right. That makes a huge impact. You could save someone's life. Yeah. You could literally save someone's life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when we, like, for example, when we're putting up some content and maybe my, my wife, maybe she puts something out and she doesn't say, look how many people liked it. She'll send me a screenshot of like someone sending her a message to say, this was really impactful. Thank you so much for sharing yes. this, you know? And it's, it's because that's what really matters, right? 
And mm-hmm. and I like that you said that because you know we're, we're really we are transitioning from attention to relationship. And at the beginning of social media, you know, church, you know, working at, at a church, you know, us pastors thought, yeah, we need to get shares, we need to get likes, we need to get an ad. But you brought up a, a really good point that what we really should have been asking our congregation and what we are now asking each other is is yeah, I guess we're really not asking you to share that the marriage the marriage uh, series is coming up, but we're asking you to build relationships with people in the community, to yes. love on people in the community so that you can personally invite them to whatever you think they need in their life. And so, and so, yeah, we may, we may still say, please share these events coming up, but we're really hoping that um, in the background that you're using your time, wherever that time would be to, uh, to add value to people's lives, like you said, and to um, build relationships and, and care for people and love on people so that uh, the church becomes a place where that you can invite them to if that's what you think they need. And um, I think that's really important. So, so what are some good ways that we can um, build relationships and, and, and not just build new ones, but build on relationships uh, of those that we know? You kind of mentioned a few already, but on, on social media and maybe people that, that we don't know, how can we begin to build relationships and be Christ to people? Yeah, um, I would say something that we don't think about a lot in doing this is the negative side of it mm-hmm. and how to address the people who are hurting and lash out and write the nasty things. Cause that happens. Like, let's just go there for a second if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the best way to build relationship is the way that Christ did it. And that is to bring grace to every situation knowing that God is going to work in that, whether we feel like we've uh, impacted someone or not, because his word doesn't return void and it's in us, right? So if we're being graceful and we're bringing truth and love, then it's going to have an impact. I've seen people who started out arguing with me. I will engage. I don't ignore people who are volatile on social media, Mm -hmm, typically. mm -hmm. I mean, if they're really out of control, I'm like, all right, that's enough, you know, I might have to block or something, but that's super rare. Um, I guess I'm really good at conflict resolution because, like I said, I have all the children. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's conflict every um, day. Anyways, I, I really love people. I really do. And so when I see people that are behaving um, in an aggressive way or an angry way towards the church, and typically online is where it happens the most now. Right, yeah. It happens so much online. So much easier. Someone will see your post, and they are angry at God for whatever reason and they just take it out on you mm-hmm. or whatever you wrote is wrong and they're just going to slam you. If it's biblical truth, it cuts deep sometimes for people. That's what happens. It cuts to the marrow, right? So mm-hmm. really handling those people in those situations with care, it doesn't only impact that person. I had someone that started out arguing with me about something that I had shared from my personal testimony. Like it wasn't even a debatable thing. <laughs> it's yeah. not some theory I came up with. Um, but he was angry about it. And I knew this guy from high school and I just handled him with care and I was loving. And what happened was even though he didn't agree with me, he reposted my blog article Hmm. on his page and was like, I don't really agree with this, but it's a good read. You should check it out. Hmm. And that reached a whole bunch of people. I never would have been able to reach. So that was super cool. And then I also got questions later when I went back to the church People I didn't know were reading the messages. They're just standing back like, I don't want to get involved in this. Sure, yeah. But I heard later, 
hey, that's really cool how you handled that. Oh my gosh, this guy was really going off the rails. I'm like, I just love people. That's what we have to do really intentionally so that whether it's someone we want to invite that is our neighbor that we're friends with already or someone that is volatile, like Christ shines through all of those situations. Right. Yeah, and you brought up something that really um, reminds me of something we were talking about earlier and something that we often say that, you know, to, to love people well and to... Um, to be ready with the, the, the grace and the forgiveness for people, we really have to kind of engage. You know, you know, you said that yeah. you said that, you know, you're, you're willing to, to kind of uh, argue or discuss with those people and enter, in, enter into that conflict that shows um, a willingness to, to really engage people where they're at. And I think that one of the issues that we face is that the social, the, the designers of the platform, social media, they're not necessarily super concerned that the comments that you see your right respond to that you're super engaged they just want you to look as many as you can um look as many ads as you can and maybe click on one um but it's going to be our job as as thoughtful users and christians to to not use social media like that right to almost use it kind of like you said like let's let's enter into some something that's real um well yeah and it's a good thing that you bring that up because you know the algorithms like they want you on any social media platform. The desire of the company is that the users would have a pleasurable experience. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to show you what you want to see. Right. And so if you're an atheist, my posts are not likely going to come across your feed unless I am able to reach someone through some sort of engagement with the way that I behave with them and the love and grace I show them and they share it like my friend I just talked about. Mm -hmm. Then we've opened up a whole new thing. Otherwise we can actually think that we are impacting a lot of people and those people are really just already following Christ. And that's great. We should always edify the church, but we're just standing in a circle telling each other how great we are instead of spreading the word, you know, and that's not what we want to do. We want to really reach people. So knowing that and making sure we engage with people that otherwise um, normally Christians back away from. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to do those things, but to step into it and Jesus stepped into our tension down here, Mm -hmm. you know, so we can do it online. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) What, what, what would you recommend uh, for someone to do who, who looks at their social media and realizes that, Everyone kind of looks and talks like them, and uh, not to mention they don't remember. They don't remember the last time they led, they left a thoughtful comment. That maybe for the past mm. few years they just use it to just look at um, media. How how would you would you recommend for someone who just to begin some of that engagement? How do we? It seems simple, like leave comments, but but really, how do we enter into some of that engagement with people in a way that shows that we care? Yeah, I would say um, engage with our our friends, like Facebook's a really good place for that. So like, if you have friends on there that you know, they're gonna have friends that aren't believers. Mm -hmm. And if you engage on their posts and you're showing grace and speaking truth and love there Mm -hmm. and pick up some of their friends and ministering to them, they don't know what's going on. You're just loving them and you're talking in the post and yes, commenting, but strategically commenting send them some friend requests, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. stay in touch, you know, engage on their stuff. Look, your entire profile might be completely inappropriate and not stuff I want to look at. But if I find one thing that is funny and wouldn't like dishonor Christ, I can hit the, you know, the laughing emoji on that Mm -hmm. and engage with you. So there's all these little ways we have to look for the in, Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of like double Dutch. Like you're just kind of like waiting Mm -hmm. 
Am I too old to be talking? <laughs> Maybe it took <laughs> me a second. Does anyone know what that is anymore? Took me a second. Yeah, yeah the jump dance. rope thing? Yeah. So like you're like jump standing rope. there like waiting for like, where's the end? And I feel like I live my life like that. And so online, it's no different. But if you can think of it like that, there's always an in and God will show you if you're intentional about finding it with people that haven't been reached. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think that we have to to really consider uh, what we're looking at when we're just going around on social media, whether it's Instagram or Facebook, we're really looking at people's, uh, not not their deep lives, because they only post what they want us to see, but we're looking at opportunities uh, to connect with people. And those people have friends that, that we can't even, we don't even know that they have who are going to see their post. So we really, what we're really seeing is opportunities for us to, I like what you said, speak truth and love into people and, and speak grace into people. Um, you know, uh, it's if you think about uh, the way communication tools work, uh, it used to be we would we would offer classes at churches on there was literally a curriculum called like walk across the room I don't know who put it out probably like Willow Creek right and it was a curriculum that taught you it's a small group curriculum that taught you how to walk across the room like physically and and talk to to someone about Jesus you know and, yeah. and it wasn't super popular because that was terrifying to most people and uh, it seemed awkward to to learn how to uh, talk to a stranger about Jesus and so people weren't willing to do it. Maybe, maybe not, right? But now, look at the, so the 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 social media platform of Facebook or Instagram. How those opportunities are like every single day. Um, someone makes a a post about their family. You you could say you could be praying for them. You could engage in that. Someone makes a post about their difficult day. Someone makes a post about in celebration of the the blessings that they have. And yet, um, we could look at those things as um, almost as content and kind of just scroll past them and like when we have slight interest, or we could look mm -hmm. at them as opportunities uh, to love on people and to do real ministry for people. And we, those opportunities would have been uh, really hard to find 10 years ago. I mean, maybe if you were work, you know, if you had, if you were in the workplace all the time, you could hopefully have interactions with people, but yeah. you probably weren't going to go to the stranger or go to the barista and tell them that you're praying for them and you want to talk to them about Jesus. But what you can do on social media is engage in a few comments a day um, about something uh, with some thoughtful <laughs> response, with grace, with truth and love. Um, yeah. yeah. So go ahead. sorry to interject. Um, so you touched on something really important there. Like I am that person. So social media is easier for me, not just because I've been not easy, like, I just know everything, but I work hard, you know, to understand the dynamics of how things work and people, my husband's a psychologist by trade. Mm -hmm. So that kind of helps. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> you can imagine our conversations yeah. anyways. So, um, I really am extroverted and I go out and I'll pray with people at Walmart in the parking lot. There's a girl that, you know, is a great friend of mine now. And she came and she was saved and baptized and all that. And I love her dearly, but we almost fought in Walmart because I told her to stop being mean to her boyfriend. And before you know it, you know, God's got me parked right next to her in the parking lot and I'm praying for her. Yeah, that's <laughs> And then she's coming cool. to church. It was super cool. But I say that to bring up, there's a fear that is not warranted. I would say no fear is warranted except for the fear of the Lord. And he tells us not to be. So there's mm -hmm. that, um, that's still in the church about carrying the word forward. And we really, as, as the church, as a whole, have a lot of work to do in submitting that fear to God and being like, look, I am not bold in this. I am afraid. This worries me. I'm putting man's perspective of me or what I think it is above what you say about me. 
and really address that because we've taken ministry in real life, like what you talked about walking across the room and try to translate it into something that's online. And we're having the same issues, right? We're having the same issues because people still have fear in them and that's not of the Lord. And we know that. And so I think we're also at a time where we just need to confront that and say, I'm going to be bold. Look, going on this podcast with you, like I get nervous. I sing worship at my church and we've got lots of people there. It's the lights and everything and like concerty. That's okay. Right. Yeah. I love it, but I'm nervous. Like I get nervous about these things, but I do it anyways, because if God has told me to do it, he's with me and it's okay. It's more than okay. That's right. He's working in that. And so having that boldness and knowing that he's in it will really further what we're able to do and how we approach things for the kingdom. Yeah, I agree. And, and I think one of the issues is, is kind of, um, and I, I did a lot of work in youth ministry, especially right when, when social media tools were coming out, is, is because it was this um, new platform, it definitely wasn't from the, from the perspective, it wasn't coming from the church or whatever. You know, we, we saw young people and all of us kind of separate this social media self into um God doesn't, yeah. God doesn't really care what I do or don't do on there. Uh, you know, um, uh, but that already existed too. Sure. That's not yeah. new either. Yeah. We do that in every, <laughs> we probably do that in everything. Right. right. And we had to spend a lot of time. I, I feel like we're getting to the place that it's been so ingrained in our society. It's been like 10 years since over 10 years since Facebook came out. And, and um, people used to joke for the first eight years that all the social media stuff, it's a fad. And I, I don't know how long fads last, but I think we're going on 12 years. Um, it's become ingrained into just how we be, how we communicate and how we relate and how we connect to people. So we're going to begin to have to, from from perspective of, of you and me as regular Christians to from the perspective of churches and even uh, I think you know Christian institutions and Christian universities begin to really mm-hmm. teach all of us how to um, integrate the Christian life into our digital self and not pretend like we all know how to do it all yeah. the time and it's automatic. We're automatically going to um, to know how to do that because like, like we said, the platform is going to tell you to do it one way. And yet, um, you know, we really need more of people like you to, to really give voice and platform to how we begin, how we can use it for God and how we can, how we all can. And it doesn't, it's not necessarily going to be difficult and it doesn't need to be scary, but it needs to be something that we consider every time we open our phone. How can we use this platform for God? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So uh, one of the questions I like to ask everyone who's on the show is, um, uh, what do you think, uh, what looks like the future of the church to you? Is somebody crushing it on online ministry that you think, man, that looks like the future of the church? Is there um, somebody who's really connecting with people, maybe outside of the church, that reminds you of, of or makes you think of what the church could look like in 10 years? Uh, what do you think? Sure. Um, I'm very intentional about... I don't look at a lot of other people's stuff because I don't want to compare. We get caught up in that so much. And so I try to just stay on the mission God has for me and get necessary information when I need it to further what he's called me to do. So like I ended up connecting with you. I see what you're doing. That's awesome. But I feel like God's brought that about. And so just trying to let it be organic. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't do a whole lot of like, um, what what would you call it? Like market research or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, I just do what I'm called to do. And so a lot of that is what I do in the flesh, not online. I love 
being on the phone with people, I actually call people. Um, <laughs> I've been on yeah. the phone with women from California and Florida and trying to help them find like um, home churches, you know, local churches near them because it's so important. Mm-hmm. Um, but going to visit people if they're not well, meeting up for coffee, whatever, talking, just being there in the flesh. My own family, like we stayed home. I wasn't feeling too hot last Sunday. And so we stayed home and I was just teaching my children how to really get into scripture and start learning to interpret it. And they're maybe a little young for that, but you know, why not? So we'll, we'll start them off. Right. Um, I probably delayed it more than I needed to, but just keeping the actual life that's offline, very simple. And so I'm, I'm referencing myself. If you didn't pick up on that, not that I know everything or I think it's perfect, but I am very intentional about doing what God has called me to do and nothing more and nothing less. Mm -hmm. I don't always get that right, but I do know that people are starved for relationship in the flesh. Mm -hmm. You've heard these um, stories about people who are like paid to cuddle people now. Sure. That is insane. Yeah. That is so insane cuddle to me. Therapy. Not because not because people don't need it, but because the church should be meeting those needs. I'm not saying run up to everyone and hug them, but they should know where to go if they need one. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying to mm-hmm. their brothers and sisters of Christ? Yeah. You know, or at least if they're not, you know, they haven't come to the Lord yet, they know those are people who are loving. That's something that irks me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, a lot of people are going to church because there are nice people there and they need to be going because there are holy loving people there. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we need to really be intentionally loving in the flesh. And I think we can do that more using social media. Mm-hmm. So we need almost like, um, like deacons for social media, mm. like for the bigger churches, like, Get some deacons on your social media team that will go out and visit the people, you know, that are not well or that have a funeral or whatever's going on. Um, The things that the church used to do very well, and now we're seeing the form of church change. We can still do those things very well, but use social media to foster those events of loving people in the flesh. Like you need to hold someone's hand and pray sometimes. Yeah, I can send you a message or even like a voice clip of me praying for you over Facebook Messenger or Instagram. But if I'm standing there with you and you can feel the spirit, like that's a whole other thing and we need that. Yeah, Humanity needs that. I think like some, I don't know the percentages, like I said, I'm not, not great at that, but it's a huge number of people that aren't married. They're not getting contacts, you know, because of that. There are people that are married and still aren't getting the loving contact. We know that, you know, yeah. from statistics too. Um, so just being intentional about, making those actual connections. You know, if you have a huge following, do a roll call. Hey, where's everybody at? And then encourage those people. Hey, if you're 15, 20 minutes away, go get coffee together. Talk about what you're doing in your local churches, form a group. There might be a church plant out of that. You don't know what God's trying to do. You know? Yeah. I think, I think you're right. And something that I've always often thought about is that the church is going to be hopefully become even more relevant to people as we move away from meeting face-to-face for, for better or worse or for whatever's happening with our society, um, the church is still yeah. going to meet and still going to be able to to love on people. And so the future of the church is not um, it's not fully digital, right? I mean, VR church, right. I, re- I read articles and that's interesting. Um, yeah. But God, I hope that's not the future of, of the church, that, that the whole thing is virtual, right? Because meeting people in, in face-to-face is is a way of, of loving people and showing care for people. So uh, the future of the church, I do think, like you said, uh, is a lot of, of 
of going to meet people physically face to face and and maybe using digital tools as a front door to going into the lives of people and meeting people and and really becoming this kind of hybrid model of engaging yeah. people online but and loving them but also loving people in real life yeah yeah and we don't know how far that this is going to go with technology you know it may be that the church is one of the very few places left that people can go and have real um healthy physical presence around other people we don't know where this is going to go but our job is to do it well to keep doing it well Mm -hmm. and to use social media to encourage those gatherings because like you said, that's never going to go away. We need that. Yeah. God has designed us to need community, real in the flesh community. Yeah. And so we just have to do it well, love yeah. people well. Yeah. And, and as we move more online, the, we kind of begin to increase the uh, the need to meet physically, but also it seems like we've increased the anxiety uh, mm-hmm. as a culture that we have to meet like people who don't like to make phone calls, right? I work with young adults and college students and uh, they can go a year without talking to anyone on the phone, you know? Wow. Um, and, or, or if they need to talk to somebody on the phone, of course the person's going to leave a voicemail first or a text and then they'll call them back, but they're not going to, they're definitely not going to answer a phone call like, and just start talking to someone um, because they have a little bit of anxiety about what the conversation live, live conversation, you know, dynamic conversation is going to be like. And so I think the church maybe can fill that in. Well, I want to thank you so much for being... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Oh, I was going to say, well, what's anxiety? Like, that's just fear. Sure, yeah. And so we're letting our fear, just to loop back around to that, we're letting our fear of rejection or whatever, you know, our pride get in the way when they're stuck in fear and they may not even know the Lord. Right. You know, and and just completely disconnected, so... Right, so offering safe, physical connection uh, for people so they can really learn that there is really you know, there's really nothing to fear with connecting with another human being yeah, and yeah. showing love to one another. Well, thank you so much for coming onto the show. Uh, where can we follow you and find you and connect with you in the future? So my Instagram is probably the best place. It's just at Monica Gary SR for senior. I have um, our youngest is Monica Gary Jr. So okay. that's how I ended up with that. Yeah. Um, and I have the link to my blog there. And also um, you can find me on Facebook. I have an author page and I have my personal page. Um, I kind of share on both. So either one is, you know, if I don't know you in person, follow the author page, you'll see all the same stuff. Yeah. Um, if you send me a friend request and you don't look too creepy, I might accept it, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, great. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate uh, your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Okay, bye.